Welcome back to the Machisme. This is Fatima, tu gordita favorita, and coming at you with all the chisme in the CV. Well, you know, according to me, um, I'm still coming down from my Valentine's Day event. It was a lot of work, and I really wanted to make sure that it was a fun event for everyone. And I wanted to make sure that everyone felt safe and confident to be themselves. And I believe I accomplished that with the help of the vault team, Stephanie, Ruth, um, Viana, and of course, the sponsors, the donors, and vendors who participated. There were so many things that I forgot to say while I was uh, speaking because I was so nervous. I had a lot going on that day and I forgot to raffle off two more prizes that were donated by Ayala Boutique. Uh, she had the really cute apparel and by Polly for Clay, she had the handcrafted jewelry <clears throat> and some really cute um, ashtrays. I got myself a weed leaf ashtray, so adorable. They each donated raffle prizes, but my hot mess forgot to pick the winners um so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna re-enter everyone who registered into the raffle except those who already won a prize and i'll be picking two winners uh tomorrow on wednesday um i have contact info for the ones who registered so i'll just reach out to you guys good luck um and thank you again to everyone who is part of my galentine's day event it was it was really a good time so yes all right. Um, I hope I wasn't going too fast. The monthly topic. Let's jump back into L-O-V-E. Yes. So it's February. It's my favorite month. We all know that. Whatever, whatever. Last week, I spoke about the three loves theory. And I added the link on the episode details um, of last week's episode. So if you want to read it without me crying... <laughs> um it's a short article the link is there for you and just to remind you the three loves theory according to roxy nafusi who wrote the article they are the first love the intense love and then the unconditional love and these are supposed to happen to us at three different phases of our lives okay so the first love is commonly known as puppy love <clears throat> you know your first love your first heartbreak, you know, um, and it's supposed to teach us that all good things come to an end, pretty much, you know, um, the intense love, the next one is supposed to teach us what we don't want in a relationship, right? But we're not going to tolerate. And then the unconditional love is the rainbow that comes after the horrible storm that we just survived in our intense love phase. And you know what, girls? You might be in it right now, but it's okay. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you just gotta be firm in what you believe. And if you have a gut feeling about something, like, don't be afraid to share it, you know? And um, you should really, really... Be transparent in a relationship because that will get you through the intense part of it, okay? And then that way, the unconditional love, it'll help if you are transparent, believe me, <clears throat> about everything. You have to be transparent about everything. So anyway, um, so there you go. That's a quick recap of last week's topic on love. This week, I wanted to talk about our love language. Um, some of you might already know Luna. 
Um, she's barking or huffing in the background, so I'm sorry. Some of you might already know um, your love language, and I'm really happy that you've taken the time to find out what it is. So just sit back for a quick second. But if you haven't heard of a love language, and I'm not talking about pizza is my love language. Or, no, no, no. There are actual types of love languages, and I can help you find out what yours is. This will be helpful for you and your relationships, you know, not just romantic ones, all kinds of relationships uh, with your parents, with your siblings. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good tool to use. So when I first learned about love languages and learned what mine were, um, I was able to understand myself a little bit better. And also I learned how to tell important people in my life what my love language was. It wasn't just me being needy or, you know, um, too attached or dependent. It, it was because my love language, and I'll share them with you. They, you know, they meant something. Um, I also made sure that <clears throat> the person I was dating took the test so that I could learn their love language. And don't get me wrong. I only had like two guys actually take the test. I probably sent it to maybe three or four guys that I was talking to. And I'm like, hey, look at this cool thing I found, you know, yo con una mania behind it all. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know what your love language is. And Two, let me put it this way. Two people, two guys um, took the test and shared their results with me. And one of them ended up being my husband. So there you go. Okay. Uh, once we learned each other's love language, dating was a little bit easier for us. And, you know, we could all use a little help with dating. Uh, am I right? You know, no one is perfect and no one ever gets shit right. But, you know, the important thing to remember is that we are worthy of being loved for all our stars and all our flaws. Um, so I'm going to leave a link in my episode details uh, so that you can take the love language quiz <clears throat> and find out what your love language is. And there are two types of tests. Uh, one is for people in a relationship and one is for singles. And, you know, be honest with yourself. <laughs> if you're in a situationship, I would say single don't yeah no I'm talking like if you're dating someone um exclusively I don't know I I just I think you should take this seriously okay but whatever take the one that pertains to you I don't care what do I care right um if you're with someone send them the link and have them take it you know our love language is just as important as as any other language we speak you know and if you're with someone and you don't know how to speak their language it's going to be challenging to navigate a relationship with that person. Imagine you speak Spanish and your partner speaks Mandarin, okay? Body language is only going to get you so far, okay? Because eventually someone's going to have to learn Spanish or Mandarin, okay? Um, it's the same with our love language, you know? There, and I'm going to tell you what they are. There, there are five love languages. Uh, one is receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, and acts of service. <clears throat> and I want to clarify the receiving gifts because it's not just like materialistic type of love language. Um, I'm going to describe it. How I'm going to read what they described it as. So don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. Okay, so if you speak this love language, the perfect 
gift or gesture shows that you are known and that you're cared for and that you're prized above whatever you know it was sacrificing to bring the gift to you a missed birthday an anniversary or whatever just as long as it's a thoughtless i'm sorry um it would just mean that like someone thought about you and it doesn't have to be an expensive gift it could just be a small gesture as simple as your friend from work grabbing you a skinny vanilla latte because she grabbed one too and she knows that you might like it you know that might be her love language um or your love language and she knows that and so you know it could be something super simple too it could be something free like oh i picked this little flower because you know apparently we're gonna be in super bloom or we are um and someone picks a flower i don't i don't think you should be picking the super bloom flowers though right because like just leave nature in like where it belongs but what i'm trying to get at is that receiving gifts doesn't just mean being materialistic okay because i think i have a friend who their uh love language is receiving gifts stop luna how embarrassing sorry guys um and well this friend's kind of bougie but (laughs) never mind whatever receiving gifts is a good thing it's not a bad thing okay um so i just wanted to clarify that quality time could mean not doing anything just being in each other's presence okay then words of affirmation are you know a simple thing like telling that person you know i love you today you know or you look nice um physical touch obviously it doesn't always have to be intimate okay um and i'll get more into that and then acts of service i'm going to get into that too it's not always um doing everything for that person okay so i do have to say your love language can change throughout your lifetime and i think that's because hopefully we grow and we learn and we mature right because when i took this the first time about eight years ago my primary love language was physical touch and quality time they were both tied and you can have two primary love languages and then a secondary one and a third one the quiz will explain it to you um but i just retook it before recording this episode and i learned that my primary love language has changed from physical touch and quality time to acts of service and then physical touch and then words of affirmation and then quality time and then finally receiving gifts that's the order that i was in and to be honest i can see why and how it has changed because i mean i'm married now and yes acts of service mean a lot to me now like when my husband cleans when i'm gone and i come home to a clean kitchen or bathroom or whatever oh my god it's like macaroni in a pot Uh, you know it's just it's all about finding ways to like ease any burden on your partner you know and to make their life a little easier because you know what that means your life will be easier too happy wife happy life right happy husband happy wife right (laughs) and i love that physical touch is still one of my primary love languages because it is like i just my husband and i love to hug and we love to cuddle and spoon and touch and guys you know you love being the little spoon you know it 
you love being the little spoon. But my husband and I, we need to touch each other constantly. And that's one of his primary uh, love languages too. And I should have him retake the test too because it's been over five years since I made him take it. But I'm just going to say physical touch, like I said, doesn't always have to be sexual. In fact, the test states that physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. And honestly, that's all I've ever searched for in a partner, a sense of security and belonging, you know? And since my husband knows my love language, he makes sure that I receive his, his physical touch. He's constantly, he's all over me. He's so obsessed with me, but I'm obsessed with him too. Like we're the kind that hold hands while we walk Ew, I know. While we hike. Ew, who am I? While we grocery shop. He'll grab my hand. Oh my God. I know, I know. Don't get me wrong. There might be a chance that your partner still won't want to understand um, your love language or show you your love language according to what it is. Like, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say your primary love language is physical touch, but your partner had a traumatic experience involving touch, okay? I don't want to get dark, but you know, that's something that you're going to have to understand. Your partner might not want anything to do with touch, but it has nothing to do with you. Like, I'm sure that obviously there has to be a level of intimacy and touching within a relationship but there are some people men and women who have had traumatic experiences with touching and it could be triggering and in the way that you like touch them right so maybe that's why they don't want to touch as much as you'd like maybe but you see how knowing your partner's love language is going to help you understand your partner's behavior you know Like I dated a guy who didn't like to hold hands and I love holding hands and he had no valid excuse not to hold my hand. He was just an asshole, but that's why he's just somebody that I used to know now. Don't get it twisted. Some people will know your love language and not give two shits. And to that, I want to ask you, is this someone you really want to be with? I'm sorry, but I'd rather be alone than with someone who won't take the time to learn more about me. And you might be saying, but I know your partner doesn't have time, you know, like for the stupid quiz. Like you might think he just doesn't have time for it or they don't have time to take a stupid quiz like this. But you know what? If your partner has time to hang out with their friends, they got time to take this quiz. If they got time to jerk off, (laughs) they got time to take this quiz if they have time to like pics on instagram they have time to take this quiz and if they have time to work out uh get their nails done cut their hair they have time to take this quiz okay so don't don't um get gaslit like if someone doesn't I don't know. I think I'm going on on the wrong path and I don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to say that if your partner doesn't take this quiz that they're not being a good partner. I'm just saying that love language is important and I think you should at least know yours. Okay? Okay. And um, you should know your spouses or your partners as well. Let me end with this, okay? If someone wants to, they will. If someone is interested in loving you the way you need to be loved they will take any stupid little quiz you throw at them. Why? Because you matter. 
And if you care about something, they will too, just to support you. They'd be like, okay, cool. Send me all the quizzes. You want to know, you know, my personality type, send me the quiz. And I sent that to my husband because I wanted to know his personality type. And you know what? Once I found out what it was, it made a lot of sense. So knowing his personality type and then also learning his love language has saved us from a lot of arguments not that we don't argue because believe me we're both really really sensitive bitches both of us are but knowing how to love each other is important so take the quiz for yourself and send it to your person see what their love language is and i don't want to cause a fight over this quiz but if i do you're welcome i saved you some time on this food so next okay (laughs) so that's it for (laughs) love language Mm. i hope the vibe wasn't aggressive i hope it was informative all right okay birthday b so first of all thank you to jillian for nominating her mom and her friend kate for this week's birthday b i believe um Her mom's birthday was the 20th, so that would have been yesterday. I'm not sure exactly what date Kate's was, um, but I heard that you were going to celebrate at Disneyland. So I hope you're having a magical time, doll, um, with Baby B and everybody, okay? And a very special birthday shout-out to my dad, who will be celebrating his birthday this week, too. If you know my dad, send him a text. He won't answer your call or reply to your text, but he does read them, (laughs) I think. I don't know. I think. Uh, Don't forget, you can nominate someone to be my birthday bee. Just shoot me a DM on my Instagram. Um, I do have a nomination uh, for later. It's going to be like in March. Um, Thank you to my friend Cece for that one. Um, But yeah, so if you're interested in that. All right. Moving on to my word of the day, because why we need to expand our vocabularies and um, yeah, we need to expand our vocabularies. So this week's word of the day. Honorous, 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 honorous. Okay. What it means. So honorous means Involving, imposing, or constituting, constituting? That doesn't make sense. Imposing a burden is what it means. So it typically describes something that is difficult and unpleasant to do or deal with. These are some examples on how it's used. They were assigned the onerous task of post-show cleanup. Okay, so onerous is not something good. It's unpleasant. The government imposed onerous taxes on imports. Imposing taxes on imports. Imposed, imposing tax. I don't know, whatever. I don't like this one, but now I know that I don't like it. (laughs) And I bet you that whoever uses this word is is an asshole. Onerous, onerous, onerous. Ugh. How annoying. I don't want to be around anyone who says honorous. Is that just me? Am, am I in a bad mood today? I don't know. Okay. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do El Chingonario. I'm only going to do one. Let's see. 
Today is going to be a que chingados. Esta expresión puede completarse con todas las conjugaciones posibles del verbo ir, viniste, fuiste, vas, etc. Así como con las siguientes locuciones verbales, me llamaron, le estás tirando, estás jugando, etc., etc. Pone en evidencia una gran inconformidad con la situación en la que se encuentra o con la presencia de una persona non grata. I really need to practice my Spanish. These are the examples. ¿A qué chingados le tiras, Ramón? Son las 3 de la mañana. Okay. The next one is... Cuando estás en una junta y no sabes ni de qué se trata. No sé a qué chingados me llamaron. <laughs> that goes out to all my office peeps. No sé a qué chingados me llamaron. Right? All right. So, last week I started sharing with you random thoughts that I caught on my voice memo. And I'm going to share a few with you. Again, okay? So, I stopped by... I was driving down 111, and I saw that they were doing something at the J. Russell Salon. And I don't know if they were closing it or what's going to happen, but that place just brought back so many memories when I drove by because, oh my God, if you went to Palm Desert High School anytime between like 1997 to 2002 or three or five, um, J. Russell Salon, and like, one other place, um, I don't want to mention her name because I don't like her. Um, J. Russell Salon was the place that all the white girls got their fucking hair done. They all freaking looked the same, but I wanted to look like them. And donde chingados iba a agarrar dinero for J. Russell Salon? Like, for real. I was lucky if my mom took me to Fantastic Sam's. Lucky. Okay. Because she would probably get one of my tías to cut my hair or something. Or she would, oh God, she would cut my hair. And that's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, J. Russell Salon. I don't know. Is it the end of an era? Okay, next one. <clears throat> I hate passive aggressiveness, but I'm the most passive aggressive bitch. You're welcome, Ruthie. I admitted it public publicly. Uh, the next one. So, <clears throat> I was out shopping, and <laughs> there was this other person in the store who received a phone call. And, of course, I was eavesdropping. I always do, you know, the cheese man. And he answers his phone. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my keys. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, what's wrong? Is he okay? All right, cool very nonchalant right and then so the he hangs up and the girl that walks up to him that was with him she's like what happened and he goes i'm sorry i'm laughing but he's like oh nothing my dad just had a really bad fall and she's like oh is he good and she's like he's like oh he's gonna go to the emergency room but like they acted like nothing was happening 
You know what I mean? I was just like, it disturbed me. If I received a call that my mother had a hard fall and was on her way to the emergency room, because that has happened to me before, and I have freaked out, like freaked the F out. And he acted like nothing. And I, it really, really disturbed me. And I couldn't shop anymore. And I really hope that his dad is okay. Mm. Because if he survives this fall, he's still going to have to survive having a son that doesn't give a crap about him. And my mother raised me right. So I know my mom doesn't have anything to worry about. All right. That's enough. Random thoughts. Caught on my voice memo. Um, self-care reminder. <clears throat> this one is brought to you by me. When was the last time you had lunch alone? Not because someone flaked on you, but because you wanted to have a, have lunch alone. If it's been a minute, this is your reminder to go to your favorite lunch spot, pick your favorite thing from there, and either sit there or take it to go and enjoy it at a park, not in your car. This isn't a cry burrito session. I will tell you what a cry burrito is. Um, and just enjoy what you want to have my husband isn't a fan of sushi but i love sushi so once in a while i like to grab some sushi and just eat it by myself okay um a girl on a budget so stater brothers has some really fresh sushi that you can custom order they'll make a platter for you they make it fresh daily so that's your self-care reminder of the week treat yourself to a lunch um i <laughs> worked for this armenian once and he would always uh say let's have a lunch and i loved it um he always wanted to treat me to lunch and that's why i probably gained so much weight there but shout out to him have a lunch okay now i'm gonna share some events with you um obviously the fair is going on i'll tell you about the fair later but so there's a huge event coming up on the 24th on the east end of the valley in coachella um the creator of this event his name is angel and he has a podcast about i believe music and arts in the coachella valley and he describes his event um on the eventbrite um account as an upcoming community show that features an eclectic mix of local artists catering to a wide range of musical tastes how exciting right i'm gonna leave the eventbrite link if you're interested in attending you can pre-purchase uh the tickets they're only 15 dollars, or you can um get them at the door the event starts at 6 30 in the afternoon and it goes through i guess 1 a.m or past 1 a.m i don't know but it sounds like a lot of fun so i will leave the link for you to get more information and all the details big shout out to that guy angel he has been working on this for a while now and i think it's great that people are bringing um underground stuff you know local stuff it's what the desert needs. There's so much talent out here, um, especially on the east end, on every end of the valley. Um, so back to the fair, though. So the fair is happening right now through Sunday. I'm not a fair kind of girl because I had a horrible date at the fair. 
and it just hasn't been my favorite place to be at. So I'm going to do a quick little story time with you. <clears throat> it's not going to last long, I promise. But this goes back to when AOL had chat rooms. <laughs> okay, so um, I was online once. Oh, my God. And I met this guy named Axel. I don't even know if he's still out here. But I met this guy named Axel who went to CV. I must have been a freshman in high school because he was a junior or senior at CV. I was at PD. We met in a chat room and he was like, yeah, let's meet up. And the fair was coming around. So I lied to my mom that my friend moved from Palm Desert High School to CV and that he wanted to hang out and take me to the fair. And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. Take your sister. I was like, what? My sister was in middle school at that time, okay? I was in high school. And so her little friend Tara was over too. I don't know if Tara remembers this. And my mom was like, and te llevas a la tara. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I tell this guy, I'm like, yo, I can go with you, but I have to take my little sister and her friend. He's like, okay, that's cool. I'll take a friend. And he, you know, was trying to like get me to describe myself. And I was, you know, I was in high school and this was in the early nineties, early chat rooms and shit. So I was like, I don't know. He would tell me you gotta, he, I remember he asked me, do you have a fat ass? And I was like, well, all self-conscious. I'm like, well, I do, but should I tell him? Does he want a fat ass? Like, I, okay. So anyway, long story short, he finally pulls up to PD, okay? To pick up tu gordita favorita, to take her to the fair, to the feria. And I am not what he expected. I was not what he expected. So we get to the fair, and then he, this was my my taste of online dating. He, we get to the fair and he's like, yeah, me and my friend need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever. So I'm sitting outside of the bathroom with my sister and her friend. And um, they come out and they're like, we just had an emergency and we have to go. Bye. And they jam on it. Like they leave us there leave us there they ditched me they freaking ditched me so I was just like what just happened like I really didn't even know what happened I was like I hope they're okay like a pendeja mind you no cell phones okay no cell phones so what do I do I didn't have any money because he told me he was gonna take me on this date okay um my mom didn't give me money we were like broke whatever okay we were low middle class or lower high uh, lower class i don't know whatever so i walk across the street to i we leave the fair i walk across the street to the wiener snitchel we all know which one the one in indio and there was a payphone there and i call my mom i'm like mom you need to come get me my friend had an emergency and he had to leave and like there i don't have no money but (coughs) sorry and so she comes and gets me. I was mortified. And I didn't realize until later on what he had done. What he had done. I probably finally talked about it when I was in therapy. 
And, um, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but it was so sad. That was my first experience with online dating. Online date. That's another topic we're going we're gonna to talk about. Actually, you know what? I think maybe next week we'll talk about, um, online dating. So the fair, forget the fair. Uh, I stay away from la feria. Okay. But with that, <laughs> I want to thank you for listening, for interacting, for supporting, and for always being a doll. And if no one has told you today that you're important and you're special, I'm telling you right now. Okay, so until next time, my friends, please make sure to go easy on yourself.